In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who used to dress in purple and fine linen, and feast magnificently every day. And at his gate there lay a poor man called Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to fill himself with the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even came and licked his sores. Now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In his torment in Hades, he looked up, saw Abraham a long way off with Lazarus in his bosom. So he cried out, Father Abraham, pity me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. My son, Abraham replied, remember that during your life good things came your way, just as bad things came the way of Lazarus. Now he is being comforted here while you are in agony. But that is not all. Between us and you, a great gulf has been fixed to stop anyone if you wanted to, crossing from our side to yours, and to stop any crossing from your side to ours. The rich man replied, Father, I beg you then to send Lazarus to my father's house, since I have five brothers, to give them warning so that they do not come to this place of torment too. We have Moses and the prophets, said Abraham. Let them listen to them. Ah, no, father, Abraham, said the rich man. But if someone comes to them from the dead, they will repent. Then Abraham said to him, If they will not listen either to Moses or to the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone should rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. The context of this parable is important to help us understand what our Lord was addressing. Our Lord had just warned his disciples about the need for trustworthiness and prudence in handling material goods, and then closes with the warning that one cannot serve two masters. Then St. Luke observes that the Pharisees, who had a love for money, sneered at his teaching. Our Lord then responds to their cynical attitude by stringing together a series of random sayings, which closes with this parable. The sayings which form a prelude to the parable may seem random at first glance, but they provide us with the necessary lens to understand the parable of Lazarus and the rich man. The first saying has our Lord point out the disparity between the Pharisees' appearance and the reality. They may win men's admiration by their outward show, but God, who sees the heart, regards them as abominable. The rich man in the parable obviously fits the bill. He dressed magnificently, and even impressed his friends and relatives with the generosity of sharing his wealth with them by throwing sumptuous feast. But for all his outward appearance, it was all show. His selfish self-absorption 
prevented him from taking notice of the beggar at his doorstep. At the end, the truth would be revealed. He would be languishing in the fires of hell alone, isolated, deprived of all his possessions and worldly delights, whereas Lazarus would enjoy the estimable privilege of being cradled in the bosom of Abraham. Next, our Lord seems to change the subject entirely by contrasting how the law and the prophets lasted until the time of St. John the Baptist, and how it was taken over by the proclamation of the gospel. To avoid and refute the widespread confusion that with the arrival of the gospel, the old law is abolished, our Lord confirms that it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for the smallest part of the letter of the law to become invalid. As the Lord had announced elsewhere, he had not come to abolish the law and the prophets, but to fulfill it. Back to the parable. We see the last words of Abraham alluding to this. If they will not listen either to Moses or to the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone should rise from the dead. This was once again directed at the Pharisees, a hit that they had actually not heeded the message of the law and the prophets. What more? that of Jesus. The last saying seems truly out of place in this setting. It is a teaching on marriage and divorce. Everyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery. Our initial observation would be that this has nothing to do with the parable of Lazarus and the rich man. But our Lord uses this subject to illustrate what he had accused the Pharisees of doing. They had circumvented the law by permitting divorce and were therefore also guilty of adultery. As we turn to the parable, the rich man, having found himself in this dire situation, claims to show concern for his surviving brothers. But if he really had been concerned for their welfare, he would have warned them earlier by making an example of himself to a radical change of his lifestyle. Like the Pharisees, he claimed to do one thing, but did another. So the parable's layered message provides us with several themes. We need to heed the warning about the dangers of serving our material wealth whilst neglecting our greater duty to God and neighbor. We need to avoid putting on a show that will win men's admiration and always remember that God can see through the facade. And finally, we have to realize the need to listen to God's message whether it was communicated through the Old Testament or in the Gospels to the revelation of his Son, words that would not cease to lose their relevance and importance until the end of this age. And finally, we need to match our words with action, avoiding excuses that will validate our wrongful actions that can only lead to perdition. But the parable takes on an eschatological character which complements the penitential character of Lent. The way we live has everlasting consequences, and the opportunity to repent ends at death. Sin blinds a man to the truth. That is why we should never forget the words of Abraham to the rich man. A great gulf has been fixed to stop anyone from crossing. St. John Chrysostom, who preached at least seven sermons on this parable, kept emphasizing this unbridgeable abyss to his congregation. Do not neglect the time of our earthly life given to us by God's kindness. 
for this is the opportunity for our salvation. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.